listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screeners. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Daniel. And we're back again to talk all things media. We have a jam-packed episode for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit more about last week's main event, Mother. We're also going to do a top three favorite action comedies. And for this week's main event, we'll also be reviewing Kingsman, The Golden Circle. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can email us, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. And as always, go to our Facebook page, look for Screeners Podcast, and join in the story. And with that, let's move into Jump Cuts. Jump Cut. Jump Cut. Jump Cut. Okay, fellas, before we get into our main event this week... Uh, I think it's safe to say that we had a very polarizing episode last week. Yeah. Uh, different interpretations on what has become a very controversial film, Mother. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Chad. You, what I'm movie? sorry. What movie is it? Mother. Mother. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking it's about. It's now, difficult to do. Right, right. I appreciate that. It's difficult that. to, uh, to, did you to see make there was a? Did you see the new poster that they released for Mother this week? No, um, it was well. It was really crappy design, but uh, interesting idea. It was split down the middle. It was half of Jennifer Lawrence's face that was normal, and then half of her face that was like beaten and swollen. And what? next to her face on either side were they were positive quotes, you know, five star ratings, all these things. On the other <gasps> side were all the super negative reviews, and they said that something is... about you decide, you know, the most polarizing movie in decades, <laughs> something like that. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. looking at this right now. This is wow. Yeah, it's really yeah, crappy think... design. It looks really ugly, but it's uh, it's a funny concept. I think you got to hand it to the marketing department on this because what do you do with a movie like this except just embrace it? <laughs> yeah. People are calling it the worst film ever. Then you put that on the poster and say, come watch the worst film yeah. ever. Yeah, and it's hard enough to I advertise plot-wise, so might as well advertise that way. I love these quotes they've got here. A circus of grotesque debauchery. <laughs> Completely yeah. off the rails. I love that. And yeah. then on the other side, uh, brilliant, a mind-blowing masterpiece. <laughs> So that's great. Yeah, I think I'd fall somewhere in the middle of those two yeah. descriptions. Although it's hard to it's hard to argue with grotesque debauchery. I think it's certainly in there <laughs> a somewhere. Circus of grotesque debauchery. Circus of grotesque debauchery. <laughs> yes. This is one of our most downloaded episodes of the summer, so it certainly has hit a nerve with a lot of our listeners. And one of our listeners sent us a very thoughtful email, and I kind of felt bad for him because Chad Madden is his name, and he said he doesn't have anyone else to talk with about this film. I actually understand that because nobody other than you guys that I know personally has seen this movie. Well, he's got us. And there's no way that they're going to. That's why so we're we, here. That's why that we're here. Yes. That's why we're here. That's why the screeners are here is to be that outlet that you need. So lay down on the couch. <laughs> we're going to read your email and you're going to get the screeners treatment. So here we go. Here's, here's Chad's email. Hey guys, I feel like I have to write you about this movie because I literally have no one else to talk to about this. I started to listen to the podcast before I saw it, but I immediately stopped per instruction and then went to watch it. I saw it alone with literally no one else in the theater and also had no prior knowledge of what the film was. I went to see it and before it was a tiny commercial like Daniel said in the podcast that showed pieces put together that made this film look like a horror film. It made me think that Javier Bardem's character was the villain of the movie. So in a somewhat nutshell review, I left not knowing what in the heck I just watched. (laughs) As a Christian throughout the film, I picked up on some of the parallels, but I said to myself, there's just no way that this is what it's referring to. Has to be a coincidence. The most obvious was the baby. I knew beyond a doubt when she gave birth that something was going to happen to it, and I was furious. Maybe it's because I've had two children, but I was so mad at that point. Until I listened to the podcast and specifically Chad's explanation, did everything click? Thank you, Chad. I knew, I knew Chad and Chad. <laughs> this had this is the reason why there. I knew you were going to bring I this like, up is because I like wow. this email already. More, I'm pretty more sure reader. he meant Chris. I, I think he he. There's a typo no, there. I mean, well, that's possible. No, it's not. So. <laughs> Uh, Back to Chad's email, my mind was blown for a second time, the first being what the heck is happening and where's this movie going, and then the realization of the meaning, pretty extraordinary in the weirdest way. I think it's interesting that this director, who is not a Christian, from what I know, directed basically two biblical movies, Noah and now this one, by essentially using the Bible as a structure and framework for the film. 
One question, if you guys know, that I haven't figured out. What was the yellow potion she kept drinking to calm herself down? I'm sure it's symbolic of something, I just have no idea. Also, even though she represented Mother Nature and possibly Mary and not Lucifer, I also felt, <laughs> no, he didn't say that, I also felt like she represented physical mothers. All the pain, the turmoil, and stress of being a wife and mother while raising a child, not feeling loved or respected. That also stood out to me. Moms do so much for us, and sometimes we take that for granted. A hmm. great reminder to never take our moms for granted. And that last part of that email really stuck out to me in particular because I've seen a lot of people that are taking that viewpoint that this is also indicative of the artist and the muse or the mother who is unappreciated, the, this, the spouse that is home, or in this case, like Chad said, the mom who is at home. What do you guys think uh, about that question that he asked specifically? Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think even... Within the context of um, looking at her as Mother Earth, if you look at it from Darren Aronofsky's perspective, you know, he's he's talked a lot about how he feels that we're destroying the Earth, not not taking care of or respecting what we have here. And so so if you look at it within that context, that's a perfect it's a perfect metaphor for for the mother who doesn't get the respect or attention that she deserves. So yeah, I think that's interesting. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, there's definitely a vibe in the movie uh, that's there of the place or, or the earth, in this case, the house that is only there to be a place of shelter mm. and comfort being constantly neglected. And so if you, if you take that a step further to mothers, and I'm married as well and have a, a little boy at home, and my wife stays uh, at home with our son, I totally... We've literally had that conversation about her feeling disconnected and unappreciated, as I think a lot of mothers may do because sure. their day-to-day with young children is just the grind of, of being with, with, with the child. So I, I can see that as well, although I'm definitely not going to recommend my wife see this movie to uh, <laughs> maybe pick up on that thread. Uh, what about you, Chris? Anything in uh, Chad's email stick out? I, I think it's a really great commentary on his kind of process that he had throughout that movie. I've talked with several folks who have seen it since we've reviewed it, and they all had similar feelings. Uh, one of my good friends that I was just speaking with tonight was talking about how he absolutely loved this movie and thought everything about it was amazing. And so it's so funny how polarizing it is. Yeah. But I'm, I think I think if you go in with an open mind, you'll at least appreciate it. And I think Chad is finding something that resonated with him and that's a good thing that's what good art is supposed to do right is is we're supposed to kind of find ourselves in it i think that's fantastic i love it it's great it's good stuff it really is so he he asked what is the yellow potion what does that represent i think i might have mentioned that in the last episode i don't remember that was one of the few things that i haven't seen really anybody figure out what that means do you guys have a clue have you seen anything so there is a short story called the yellow wallpaper and it's a, a story about a young woman who's driven slowly mad due to the submission that was insisted upon her by her husband. And I, we, they, some of the people think that might be what it is. It's in reference mm. to this. But, you know, basically what that is supposed to be doing anyway in the film is for her uh, helping her deal with the pain that she's feeling. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know exactly what the I don't know if I buy that particular uh, yeah. explanation or not but it is it's definitely what it is it, it seems to be some sort of a painkiller that is subtly referencing perhaps this uh this work interesting but that's all i've seen that's the o- literally the only the only thing that i've seen online about trying to uh, explain yeah. that yellow potion i think the only answer to that is chad madden is what does it mean to you that's right 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 <laughs> So anyway, we want to thank Chad, all joking aside, for sending us in that email. It was a great email. If you'd like to uh, send us an email and sit down on the screener's couch as we dissect your thoughts, then you can send those to screenerscast at gmail.com, and we'd love to talk about it. Chad Madden, actually, he interacts with us on the screener's Twitter account quite a bit as well. So that's always a place, uh, you know, if you don't have anybody to talk about movies, I'm always there. I, I tweet a lot from that account. I would love to talk to you guys. We're always there joining the conversation with us. That is true. And so with that now, let's move to our main event. Welcome to the main event. All right, guys. This week, we're going to be talking about the new Kingsman sequel, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. We're from the Kingsman tailor's shop in London. Maybe you've 
Heard of us? Today marks the beginning of a new age. Wait, I'm gonna show you. Say goodbye to the Kingsmen. Kinda got a bit of a save the world situation here. Welcome to Statesman. With your American cousins, we'll be working side by side. Let's get started. The IMDb description of Kingsmen the Golden Circle is, when their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsmen journey leads them to discover an allied spy organization in the United States. These two elite secret organizations must band together to defeat a common enemy. Kingsman the Golden Circle is directed by Matthew Vaughn. It stars Taron Egerton, I think is how you pronounce his name, Colin Firth, Mark Strong. It is the sequel to a film that I think a lot of us enjoyed, but it was a very interesting movie. Here's a sequel. Come along a couple of years later and we get to talk about it. So let's, uh, let's start the discussion. Chad, what did you think about Kingsman the Golden Circle? So the first Kingsman film almost made my top 10 of the year for 20 what was that 2015 yep i think 2015 uh it was an honorable mention it was really really very close it was one of my biggest surprises of that year i had no idea that i was going to like it as much as i did but i didn't just like it i loved it i love the irreverent style the sensibility the sense of humor and the action the way that it was shot just was a just a complete slam dunk home run for me. So I went into this one, almost no trailer. I didn't watch any teasers. I tried to stay just completely away. So I didn't have any idea what to expect. And I just saw this movie about an hour and a half ago. Oh, <laughs> so really? Oh, okay. wow. It's fresh. Yeah, it's I fresh. just saw it today. Interesting. So it is super fresh. I came straight out of the theater and, and, have, and came straight home to record. So I, I had to jot down some quick notes in the car on the way home. Uh, what I'll say about this, and, and I think once we get into spoilers, I'll be able to mention some specific things that, I, that I'd like to talk about a, a little bit more in depth. But my overall impression is that this movie, very much like a lot of sequels, takes characters that we love and the world that we live in, and they turn it up to 11 on purpose. And so there are a lot of things in this movie that I didn't like as far as how far that it went. Now, this is based on a comic property, and I'm all for film adaptations or, or film versions, live action versions of what a comic would be. Uh, it doesn't have to be firmly grounded in reality for me to enjoy it, just like the first one. But this one goes, I think, one tick too far in a lot of ways, but it it's contrasted constantly with really cool, fun, enjoyable set pieces and moments that I really like. And so I find myself conflicted, still trying to work through my feelings, having just seen it. But it will it does follow up a lot of really cool. And then, wow, that's the dumbest possible thing they could have done in that moment for me. But I still have to say that overall, my feelings are positive. I, I definitely don't like this as much as the first one, but I also really enjoyed it. I don't know what it is about these films, but they're very entertaining to me. It's certainly the, uh, Matthew Vaughn's style in the way that he shoots action. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like it, but I, I find it very compelling. There's obviously a lot of CGI involved and the cameras flying around everywhere. And I, I, I appreciate that. I think it adds a sense. It's, it's kind of a kinetic camera movement that makes all the, the set pieces enjoyable for me. In particular, there are a couple of fights in here that I thought were just fantastic. Now, the Apple product placement in this movie drove me nuts. <laughs> I mean, they were, everybody had an iPhone or an iPad, but anyway, that's, that's Isn't that the real world, though? I mean, I don't, that I don't is, know I guess there so. is anything else. Yeah, so. I, I guess that's true. Yeah. But what... But but overall, what I what I what I came to realize about this second film is that even as dumb as it was in some areas, and it really was dumb in, in a lot of areas, I just like this world. I just like these characters, and I like the style that Matthew Vaughn has created around this universe. Even though it's a step down for me overall, it's still something that I quite enjoyed. It's too long. It felt like it was about half an hour, maybe too long. So overall, medium thumbs up for me as far as just pure enjoyment and as I have more time to think on it maybe it may go up a little bit from there but a step down but still very much enjoyed it 
Okay, step down, Daniel. For you, was it a step up, step down? Where was it for you, man? Kingsman for me, I loved it. It did make my top ten of the year. It's my number eight of 2015. I I really, really, really loved the movie. Everything Chad said about it is exactly right. It just was such a breath of fresh air to the spy movie genre. It was hilarious. It was new. It was original. So I was extremely excited for this sequel. And and there's good news and there's bad news. All right. So the good news is. It, it is just as stylish and suave and has insane action just like the first movie and and honestly that that takes the movie pretty far like that that gets it quite a lot because it's really fun to watch it's an enjoyable uh, experience um, this universe is is so fun and interesting and the additions that they made to it uh, or a, a lot of the additions that they made to it are really cool going over and seeing the statesman i love that i thought that was so awesome that there's kind of a u.s equivalent to the kingsman i really thought that was awesome so there's a lot to enjoy the, the bad news is um you know i actually i wrote this down uh, in my notes before chad said it i wrote down uh the movie sh- it, it should have been at least a half an hour shorter than it was yeah it's it's it feels really really long as i was watching it, i was like wow we've been sitting here for so long i thought that the movie would be over a lot sooner so that's the biggest thing is it's just way too long but the, the the other big thing for me is that the plot of this movie is just really dumb and and don't get me wrong the first, the plot of the first movie is, is really say, silly too. It's it, it also one, right? really dumb. Don't yeah, don't okay. get me wrong, but okay. uh, it was it was kind of tamer in a way. Like here we have Julianne Moore. Uh, her, her villain is just way more goofy than yeah. uh, than Samuel L. Jackson's. She's really silly. Oh um, come on, come oh on! Oh my gosh, so silly. Everything <sighs> that goes along with her 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 operation, I guess there is is just. They take it way too far trying to be really silly with it, and it, it didn't work as funny for me. It was just dumb. So, mm. I mean, there's she has this entire village hidden in the mountains. I mean, there's stuff with a meat grinder and a kidnapped celebrity and robot dogs, and it's just there's, there's thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. And I was like, if you had done one of those things, it would have been a lot more impactful. It's like they had a, a whole pile of jokes, and they couldn't, they couldn't pick which one they liked the most, so they just went with a few of them. The, the, all the jokes piled on top of each other was just too much. That 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 cluttered up the film for me. I think Chaz's description of uh, uh, of what he said that it goes one tick too far in cranking things up. That's an excellent description for this movie um, because it just goes a little bit too far. So look, there there are there are definitely negatives to this movie, but I don't want it to sound like I'm too negative on this movie because it's decent. It's uh, I would say that I liked it. I'm not enthusiastic about that, but it is fun. It is really fun to watch. The, the crazy action, the way Vaughn orchestrates these insane action scenes is so much fun, especially there's one near the end that is just bonkers. It's just nuts. Um, <laughs> it, it rivals the church uh, scene. It doesn't quite get to the church scene from the first movie, but it's it's close, and it's really enjoyable. So overall, the universe is great. The action is great. This is just as stylish, just not quite as original as, as the first one, and not with not as much heart. But it's still a good wow. movie. And just to throw something else random, completely random out there that has nothing to do with my opinion on the movie, but I wanted to share it. My boss's wife went to prom with Pedro Pascal, who played Whiskey in this movie. Uh, nice. And he has since come out of the closet. So there you go. So that's your random, random factoid of the day. <laughs> nice. That was random. I wasn't. That came out of nowhere. Okay. Awesome. That, that's very cool. Cutting. That's the cutting behind the scenes things you get at the screeners. There folks. you go. That's right. That's right. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. All right. Well, so for me, I I adored this movie. Uh, it is my kind of film. It is silly. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It is bonkers. It does not care. Like it just it. The thing that I loved about this is that it doesn't pull any punches. It is far fetched. It is incre- I am a huge fan of the spy genre. I love James Bond. I love Mission Impossible. And so this kind of stuff just, it, it, it verges on that uh, diving into parody, but not quite. You know what I mean? Of course, it's speaking to you and has all of the, the history of the spy genre behind you. And so if you're familiar with those properties at all, you're going to consistently see call outs and callbacks to these very famous 
sequences. There's a sequence with a, a, a car that can uh, go underwater, uh, and that's obviously a very popular callback to a very popular Bond movie. And so there's just so many great, just if you're a fan of this genre, you're going to smile, you're going to have an awesome time. There really is nothing like this. And when you said, uh, Daniel, that this movie isn't very original, man, there's stuff in this thing I have yeah. never seen in just any for, movie. Just for ever. clarity, I, I didn't say it wasn't very original. I just said it, it's not as it doesn't have as much originality as the first film. But it is very original. I mean, I, don't, don't get me wrong; it is it yeah. has a lot of unique stuff. I think the style that Matthew Vaughn brings to this is really second to none there's nothing oozing with this kind of charisma and style and just willingness to just do the craziest thing there was a moment in in this movie when i said they're gonna show they're gonna show this they're gonna oh we're, yeah we're going here we're yep. this is we're happening right now <laughs> we're going yeah. in and i was like i this is this is bonkers this is totally bonkers yeah, and i think i enjoyed every minute of this movie it just it's insane it's like you said it's on 11 and i really enjoy the performances here mark strong for me is so he's so charismatic I, I, he's great in this movie. He has a much bigger role here than he did last time around, I think, if I remember correctly. He just feels more present here anyway. And uh, I, I really liked him in, in this. Colin Firth, in my opinion, at the when we first meet him in this movie, it's a masterclass in acting because I really feel like he, he, just, he does a great job in conveying the the position that he's in. And uh, I was... I was I loved it. I really thought he did a great job. The production design is unlike anything you've ever seen. You mentioned the action sequences. This this film opens with an action sequence in a taxi cab, a, a London cab. Man, what? Uh, wh- what? I mean, there are, there are arms that are mechanical arms that detach from their user. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's bonkers. There's a like a the equivalent of a lightsaber, but it's a whip. I mean, it's just... No, nah, man, that's dumb. It's that, so that good. It's yeah. so that was, that was good. That whip was so dumb. It was. And that, it, it was yeah, but the problem with, with that specific laser whip is yeah. it came out at the end of... This is what I meant about flipping back and forth between just really dumb and really awesome, is it comes essentially at the end yeah. of a fan fantastic gunfight in the snow that is mind-blowingly cool yes and then at the end he pulls out a laser lasso yeah it's like come on man we didn't need it we just didn't need it no that's that that's the the, the almost step too far like i feel like they just that's what i'm saying it is that that's the exact perfect example of the step too far like i was ready to cheer it's like laser lasso i know (laughs) then you're just like what is this madness dude that happens the entire movie it's literally like any other movie would cut right now and this movie just says, no, no, we're going to keep going for another 10 seconds or 12 seconds. And we're going to come on. And then they did that 15 times. And then we had a two and a half hour movie. Yes. Yet, for sure. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you, I agree with you for sure. As far as Colin Firth's performance yeah. at the beginning. Man. And Eggsy's character and the character of Colin Firth, which is Harry, I guess is his name. I loved it. I yes. mean, it had moments of real emotional yes. connectivity for me. But the more that I think about it. I think the best parts of this movie, not associated with the action, let's just take that off the table because the action's great in both of these movies. Oh, so good. But I think the parts of this movie that worked the best for me hmm. were in direct relation to callbacks that happened in the first one. It was a lot, it was playing on a lot of the stuff that had been established in the first movie. Which is what a good That made me does. feel warm and sentimental and, and all that. And, and listen, I'm not down on this movie. I... It, it took it a while to get going for me. I think the first 15, 20 minutes, I was a little worried, thinking, okay. I mean, I like the first action sequence. There's a car slide around a circle in the no, first. That, yeah, that's that, that, that is taxi sequence. Unbelievable. That's I, awesome. In it that goes first. from a regular car to a drifting car. Like, it, yeah, was, like, it I mean, literally shows you the mechanics change in the car so yes. that he has like, the grip break. And it's, yeah. oh, it's super, awesome. super cool. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, but outside of that, it took it a little bit for me to lock into it. But yeah. I, but when I did lock in, I really locked in strongly. And it's and I was entertained. I agree too with what Daniel said. Is 
I love the way that they showed the statesmen. Yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, putting them, just the whole milieu of them being like in a bourbon distillery where everything's wood and everybody has a, a hat on and they have a really overblown, dramatic Southern accent. And listen, great. I know I can hear myself. Okay? <laughs> I can hear myself. But here's the thing. And, and, and for the most part, those, those accents were done well. Uh, but there's a couple of characters, like the guys in the bar when they have the bar fight. Those yeah. guys yeah. Are, have no idea how. I mean, they were like, "I'm gonna tell you what." <laughs> I mean, it was just it come, was on, bad. come on, come yeah. on, stereotypical. But, but I really love that world building that they did based around the the statesmen and how they how they work together. There's just a lot of yeah. fun to be had in this movie. Yeah. I just feel like if it had been twenty to thirty minutes shorter. And they had dialed back the camp, maybe even just 2%. Like, I'm not saying everything is dumb. It's just little flashes of things where, because we know it's not grounded in reality, but you're really into it, and then all of a sudden, dude gets thrown in a meat grinder yeah. with his boots out, and it's and they it's make dumb. a hamburger out of it. Or you know? a, random, so, a random pop star shows up, and you're yeah, like, wait, yeah. that was Ooh. dumb. No, it wasn't. It was so good. It was so good. It was really well. Here's the thing. He had some funny moments when when she's when she's doing the. And I guess we're in spoilers at this point. We're just talking about spoilers. Let's let's switch to spoilers because I also want to talk about Channing Channing Tatum's character and what you guys thought that was all about because I didn't get that at all. So. Um, okay. But let, let, let's go around the horn, then we'll go into spoilers. Deal? Is there anything else you want to say, Chad? I know you were kind of on a on a go. No, there. just I was just just saying that I feel like this movie is good, not great. I did notice I, on the way home. Uh, I looked on my phone and saw that it was fifty. It's at a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, what? but the but the audience score is almost eighty percent, and that makes perfect sense. This is a movie yeah. that I think a it's lot a of critics reason. will will just not be able to tolerate, but that a lot of audiences. I think what we're going to get a lot of is the standard. If you like the first one, you're probably going to like the second one. Well, you know what? I did like the first one. I love the first one, and I like the second one. So yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of where it is. Okay, so since we're here with you, Chad, uh, you know, we're going to do our. Uh, you got to pick where folks should see it. Should they see it in the theater? Uh, they should. Should they rent it? Should they wait for the uh, the streaming uh, that they're already paying for, or just skip it? What do you think? I am going to say. Boy, this is just right at the bottom rung of see it in the theater. Mm. It's it almost slides down to a rental for me, but it's better than that just because of the yeah. style that's on display. I think it gets a little dumb, a little silly, and, and just kind of pushes it just a little too far. But I hate to be that guy. If you like this world and you like these characters, <laughs> you're gonna do there's it. A lot, there's a lot to like here, so I'm gonna still say see it in the theater, but just barely. Chad is saying, if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. Okay, Daniel. Couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Uh, yeah, I echo exactly what Chad said. It is, uh, it's worth seeing in the theater. I mean, there's a lot of other good stuff. So don't, you know, there's a lot of good stuff for these right now. But this is still a decent movie, especially if you like the first one. And uh, as some of my Christian friends would say, I echo your echo. All right. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that is it. Uh, that's what we say, guys. See it in the theater if you really feel like you should because you're going to have a good time. And if not, d- definitely rent it. It'll, it'll be a good time, no doubt. Yeah. If you're looking for something that's fun, silly, off the rails, look no further than Kingman, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I think you'll have a good time with it. All right. Let's jump into spoilers briefly, guys, to talk a little bit more about the film. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Okay, so uh, Channing Tatum's character, guys, is this setting up for a sequel? He didn't do anything in this movie, right? He was just there. I think, yeah, no, it's already announced. The sequel's already been announced. And so... Is he, is far- he in it? Well, is I don't know. I don't know about that. I just know that the sequel has been announced. So I thought we were going to get a Statesman sequel, like the Statesman now, and now we're I doubt get the that. Statesman and the Kingsman. I don't think so. He put on the. Uh, he put no, on I don't the know. Suit, so I, I had imagined that 
that uh, he's going to be integral to the next one for sure. Yeah. The boiler, the bowler hat is that what it is the bowler hat yeah. yeah i think part of his uh his arc i guess uh in that i i expected him to be a lot more present in this movie than yeah. he was yes. but i think that that kind of ge- geared up for me to be surprised at how big of a role pedro pascal had like he was huge yeah. in this movie and i yes. it kind of it surprised me so i think that might i don't know if that was intentional or if that's just the way it worked out but that helped me be more surprised i think yeah, no, absolutely. I, I understand. I, I just was, I was confused. I was like, wait, Channing Tatum is hardly in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. And same right. with I Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges was in one location for this entire film. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he was had one so, day of filming. he's so charismatic though. Like, yeah. I, I love that guy. His voice, as soon as, I literally, I was, I was seeing it in a uh, afternoon showing. There was maybe a dozen people in the theater and all of them, I live in Sarasota, Florida, which is uh, like a retirement city. And so there are a lot of folks who are senior citizens in this theater with me. And it, when Jeff Bridges started speaking, I kid you not, there was applause in my theater. Uh, people were very excited wow. to see Jeff Bridges. You know, he's got, he's got some appeal, and, no doubt. And, he, and he's cool. But listen, Pedro Pascal owns this movie. Yeah, he does. It, it, at first, I wasn't sure what I thought about the character. But in that first bar scene, which is yes. just a straight rip from the first movie, which was funny, uh, dude. That which was, was so funny. good. It was, it, it was. Okay. But when he, when oh. he, it, well, it starts off a little disappointing because at first you think it's kind of a beat for beat. It's yeah. a little too coincidental, obviously, that they just jump in there and there's six guys ready to fight, whatever. But oh my gosh, uh, I mean, dude. I get it. I know, I get it. I know, I get it. I get it. I understand them. I know what world we're in, what movie we're in. Good. But it felt a little disappointing. Because it felt like they were going to do this kind of same thing again. And so I like the fact that Colin first character was kind of knocked out of it. And then yeah. he steps up. And when he pulled out the that whip, the lasso I thought the was lasso. cool. But the yeah. whip thing was even cooler, I thought, in that bar, in that bar fight. And yeah. from that moment forward, I really I liked what they did with him. I liked the fact that the arc of his character makes you second guess whether he's good or bad. And they use the mental illness angle. To make you question, I loved all of that. I thought he was fantastic in this movie. As any, he, he steals the 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 most excited action for me was that bar fight and then the fight that he did in the snow. I, I really, I just loved the way that was shot and it was just super cool. Just like gun gun kata it was great. Yeah, no, I totally uh, agree. Can we talk about? Colin Firth's character being back from the dead. What did you guys think of that plot device? I thought it was great. I did. I enjoyed it. Of it's course silly. you did. I, it, it was I'm so not. dumb. It was so freaking <laughs> dumb. Look, why? Colin, why is Colin it dumb? because because it, it was literally pointless. No, it I, wasn't. It brings it, it it brings in this the 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 statesman. Like they've been a part of it the entire time. It, it brought them into the into the fray, into the fight. Hey, I guess what? It was great because I, he died. I was in, all there. I was all in for the statement for the statesman. Whether they were the ones who brought Harry back to life or not like i totally get the comparisons between kingsman and statesman they could totally be connected without this magical bringing them back to life for no reason there was i look and i love colin firth and his character is great like i love what his character really does character in the movie great. what he you does in the movie character. is great but the reasons for that that was just so contrived it was so of easy co- of course yeah well yeah that that's okay. what this movie is, though. Because, I, I mean, the plot of this movie is ridiculous. It is. It's so dumb. And, it's and Halle so Berry. War, worldwide Halle domination. Berry. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. But there's so much There's so much in here that's also good. Like, True. this movie's really funny. It is. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. When they, when they open that safe after they go to their Doomsday Initiative and there's a bottle of bourbon <laughs> in there. Yeah. And they're like, let's drink to our first friend. Drink to our second friend, and they're crying and they're drunk. Yeah. That stuff yeah. is great. It's really, really very funny. When he, when Eggsy calls his fiance to tell her that he has to sleep with somebody, but it's for the job. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. There's just the running's good when the when the you know the space, not the space, the snow thing falls down, and the and the guy's like, "That's the first good crap I've had in three weeks." And <laughs> that, was, there's that was all so these funny. really. Funny yeah. one-liners in here, and that's the Matthew Vaughn ness of it. Yeah, you know that that he brings, and it's just peppered with a lot of good stuff. It's undeniable that this movie is really entertaining. Yeah, it just could have been another home run for me if it just hadn't been so ridiculous. I mean, the robot dogs, the Ugh. the two people getting killed in the meat grinder, and you know Julianne Moore, who is a phenomenal actress, just playing everything so 
sugar sweet. It's just, uh, I just couldn't take it. Julianne Moore, I I loved how just she bought into that sucker. That role was, she was not, it was great. I I don't know why you didn't like that. It was obviously supposed to be, it was obviously supposed to be nails on a chalkboard. I mean, that is, that is what that was supposed to be. Stupid 50s diner stuff. That was dumb. So dumb. Oh my gosh. So unoriginal. And and, uh, the stupid stadiums with, Pile oh high gosh. cages. What the, the cages, heck was that? That was the worst. What was when they, that? When they put that president's, uh, you know, whatever she was, Secretary of State or whatever, Chief of Staff, in that cage, that was so, and they, I was, ugh. come on, <laughs> how much money did you waste on that shot? I know, that and, just it, and it was ridiculous. ugly. It wasn't even a good shot. Yeah. Like it was just that was the worst part of the movie. Was that those stupid cages? But again, I, I'm getting mad about that. But the movie was good overall, and with Colin for or with Harry being risen from the dead. One thing that would make me more okay with how they did it, because it was so dumb, him coming back to life the way they did it, if they do that for Mark Strong's character in the next movie, and it just kind of becomes like this hallmark of the franchise, <laughs> then That's I'd true. be so down with it. If they just bring yeah, him back to life true. and it's so dumb, that he's would be like, awesome. He's like, they just, they he's just like threw cyborg. some glue on him and he just yeah, popped back exactly, together. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Then he's I'd got be like cool. if, But as a one-off yeah. thing... I don't, I don't like it. Even though Colin Firth and his character is great, I think Harry's relationship to Exy is vital uh, to to the heart of the film in this movie. So yeah. I think, I think it. And I had not seen any trailer, so it was a legitimate surprise to me when they turned the lights <laughs> on. I was legitimately surprised. Wow. So yeah. that's cool. That's cool. You didn't even see any of the posters. No, or anything. I, had highly, nothing. I, yeah. I had not seen any of it. It was, it was very cool, and I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about uh, as far as Kingsman: The Golden Circle goes? I don't. I don't think we can leave without specifically mentioning Elton John. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. I mean, when he, the <laughs> one funny part of the Elton John thing is when she's doing Julian Moore's doing her commercial, her ransom yeah. thing, showing the different stages, yes. and yes. he starts cussing everybody out at the end <laughs> when it gets to his. That was legitimately funny. That was legitimately I'm, funny. I'm laughing but right when now. He, funny that was. It was. But when he starts freaking drop kicking people, yes. I mean, The ninja kick. The ninja kick with, this, with the uh, wink. Yeah, no, and when, oh, when they combined it with him sitting in between the robot dogs, it was just, yeah. all of that was so bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It's bad. I'm telling you, there's 30 minutes cut out of this movie, and you walk out of this movie, home run, high five. They, they're two for two. Well, I'll, I'll make sure uh, Matthew Vaughn gets your uh, your your notes. I'm sure he needs he would appreciate. All right, awesome. Anything else, guys, before we uh, head off to our top three? I don't think so. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. The top three. So for this week's top three, it's actually one of my favorites that we've ever done. I am really excited for this top three. We're talking about our favorite action comedies, all right? In honor of our review of Kingsman, it's our top three action comedies. Man, there are so many great choices for this one. Normally, I have like one honorable mention. I have like 10 here, okay? So (laughs) I'm I'm excited to talk about this one. I love action comedies. So uh, let's just go ahead and dive right in as per usual. The rules are your own, even though this one is pretty... uh, I I don't feel like we're going to disagree about the rules of this one. Action comedy is a pretty well-known genre, so uh, lots of stuff to pick from. All right, so uh, we will go ahead and start with Chris. What is your number three favorite action comedy? Les Miserables. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, uh, I was going to say Bad Boys. I love this movie it's funny for me i just chose movies that kind of broke the mold for me and showed me something i'd never seen before and bad boys took the buddy cop movie and kind of escalated it to a 10 uh so i I really love bad boys it's funny action-packed a really good movie it's a great pick yeah good one all right chad your number three pick this is my beverly hills cop memorial list yes Uh, it was on a list recently but that's that, that, I mean, that transcends the list. For me, this list is arbitrary and it could change, but my number three right now is pretty controversial because a lot of people hate this movie, not just don't like it, they hate it, and those people are dumb. <laughs> and my, my number three is Speed Racer by the Wachowskis. Ugh, I wow. love this movie. That's what I'm saying. See, Yuck. people hate this movie. I don't understand how you hate this movie. It is colorful and exciting and fun and silly and i love it i absolutely love it so that's my number three 
I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. It's great filmmaking, and I, I just for the life of me, I don't understand why people hate it so wow. much. I think pretty soon after The Matrix, and they expected something that they just didn't get, and so they just didn't uh, see sour. the uh, the biblical allegory in it. That's I mean, what we go was, back was and it. really it needed, it needed more New Testament and focus. baby eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if they hadn't listened to our mother episode, they're so lost right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And now you just spoiled it for them. Before they wouldn't have known. Now yeah, but did it context. Re- so but sorry. Did it did it really happen? See, Ooh. they're okay. Uh, so I watched Speed Racer for the first time about two months ago, and uh, yeah, it's really weird. I do not. I don't get. It's not horrible. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's so forgettable. I love it. Anyway, you're you're one of those dumb it. people. I that guess Chad I am. Mentioned a few no, ago. I said people that hate it are dumb. And they're not necessarily dumb. You guys, if you hate it, you're probably not dumb, but you probably are. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, as Chad was talking about his list, uh, I don't disagree that the 80s are kind of the uh, – this is when the action comedy was king. Uh, so I yeah. definitely don't disagree with that. But it just so happens – I didn't do this on purpose. I have the earliest film on my list, I believe, is from 1998, So uh, including my honorable mentions. So I have no picks – honorable or on my top three from earlier than the 90s for my list uh there were so many options that to make it a little bit easier my list consists of movies that are more comedy than action like ones that aren't action with just a few jokes peppered in but really ones Mm. that are comedies first with some good action in it so for my number three pick it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's it's the first R-rated movie that I snuck into the theater. I, I was only 16 when it came out, and so I snuck in and watched it, and, uh, and that's Tropic Thunder. Oh, Don't you down, me, Foley! <laughs> I'm sorry, can we cut? <laughs> Jamie, can we cut? What is going on here? Hey, I'm about to jump off this, this helicopter like Wesley Snipes. I'm doing the scene right now. What scene? The scene is about emotionality. Where is it? Oh, God! I am dealing with a bunch of prima donnas. The action guy. Who left the fridge open? The award winner. Critically acclaimed Australian actor Kirk Lazarus underwent a controversial procedure in order to play the platoon's African-American sergeant. I know who I am! I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude! The comedian. You think you can do what I do? Take a picture of this. Oh, I, man, oh, that is a movie yeah. to sneak into right there. Yes. Okay. I freaking love that movie. And the fact that Robert Downey Jr. got an Oscar nomination for that movie is just one of the greatest nominations of all time. It's so Bonkers. perfect. So perfect. So, Tropic Thunder. That's great. All right. So, Chris, we'll go back to you. What is your number two action comedy? So, like I said, these are things that kind of broke the mold. And for me, this one is just a few years old, actually. But, man, this movie is great. So funny, action-packed. And if you love comic books, you got to love Deadpool. So, for me, my number two is Deadpool. Wow. A new one. Yeah, Yeah, it's fairly new, right? But that movie was so much fun. And I I had a smile on my face from opening credits onward. It was was great. I, I really had a good time. Interesting. All right. Good pick. Uh, Chad, go to you. What's your number two pick? My number two is a movie that I'm not sure how many people have actually seen, but for me, I've watched this movie so many times, and as a younger as a younger kid, it was. And this may skew a little bit more towards fantasy action, but it's a comedy action for sure, maybe adventure. And that is in the title, "The Adventure of Baron Munchausen." I <laughs> love that movie so much. It's funny, it's hilarious, it has great action, and it used to be one of my absolute favorites. Have you guys even, do you even know what I'm talking about right now? No, I know, I've heard of it, I have not ever seen it. Okay. Same. Okay. It came out in 1988. It's a Terry Gilliam movie, it's great, it's got John Neville, Eric Idle, and it's just insane. If you ever remember any of those movies like Time Bandits and things, and you know, you guys don't have any idea what I'm talking about. So I've anyway, seen time bandits for sure. <laughs> go. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen is fantastic. So there you go. There you go. Okay, interesting, interesting pick. Uh, so for my number two, this is one that I'm sure you guys will agree with. Uh, if it's not already on your list, you can't you can't really have an action comedies list, in my opinion, without at least one Edgar Wright film. Because uh, he is, he's got to be the modern master of this genre. I mean, he just kills it with action comedies. So uh, my favorite of his action comedies would be Hot Fuzz. 
Such oh, a yeah. great film. Really, uh, really took the action no comedy doubt. buddy cop film and and really put a put a new spin on it. So, great no movie. doubt about it. Totally. All right, Chris, we are to your number one pick. Yeah. What is it? Well, so this didn't take me too long because I adore this movie. I think it works on so many levels. It is silly. It is funny. It's got, at the time, one of the biggest action stars in history in it and one of the most successful directors of all time. And that is True Lies. How'd it go at the convention, honey? You were the big hit of the show. It's fantastic. It's, I love the computer business. For 15 years, Harry Tasker's been leading a double life. Mr. President, one of our best men is inside. Transmitting now. Right on time. I don't believe I've met you before. Rehnquist. Harry Rehnquist. Listen to the following code word. Helen. H-E-L-E-N. Now, they're about to collide. What's your exit strategy? I'm gonna walk right out of the front gate. May I see your invitation, please? Sure. Here's my invitation. Oh, yeah. I love True Lies. I think it is one of the, not only a really great, you know, action film, but I think it's a great comedy. I think it hit all the right beats. It is exciting, thrilling, and silly all at the same time. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think it's his best performance he's ever given in anything, honestly. Um, I really love True Lies a lot. All right. Great pick. That's a good movie. I like it. Uh, I believe, I think I just saw that they're making a, a TV show out of True Lies with James oh, Cameron producing. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that just this week. Um, nothing, I, no, that does not sound, what, yeah, why? Just watch the movie again. Doesn't Ugh. sound great. Uh, all right, Chad, what is your number one action comedy of all time? Who knows? But the one that it is right now is one that is a newer buddy cop movie that if I watched it right now, I've seen it 200 times, if I watched it right now, I would still laugh. It's the original Rush Hour. If you want the girl back alive, listen and do not talk. The drop will be made tonight, 11 p.m. The amount will be $50 million. $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? I would like one of my people to help. Now it's time to bring in the master. Please tell me you speak English. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I don't want no partner, I don't need no partner, and I ain't gonna never have no partner. Did Kojak have a partner? Yeah, the fat guy. Did Columbo have a partner? No, 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 no. You put your own bag in the back. I'm not a sky cat. Ah, bitch boy. Oh, hell no. Don't you ever touch a black man's radio, boy. Yeah. Oh, yes. I yes. love that movie. It's just, it's got great action. It's extremely funny. Anytime you have the fish out of water tale, you know, it's got Jackie Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, who that was one, might be his first major film breakout role. Just hilarious. Saw it in the theater, and my audience was in tears all the way through it. Just hilarity. So, yeah, I, I can't think of a movie that I enjoy more in this genre that's just kick back, enjoy it, laugh, and have a good time. So good. I'm right there with you, Chad. My number one pick is Rush Hour. Uh, what? That is right. such an amazing movie. It um, is. Again, you know, I said Edgar Wright's the modern master of action comedies. Well, Jackie Chan is probably the godfather of action comedies. Just one of the greatest, one of the funniest movies of all time. Uh, one of the best action comedies, buddy films, cop movies. It, all of it is Rush Hour. It is so, so funny and definitely just as funny today um and no and, and the other ones were great too two and three are both great movies as well all they right are, but that first that first one's magic though. oh no doubt yeah no yeah i was gonna say rush hour is on that uh, we talked about honorable mentions rush hour is on that list I, there's two movies that i typed out for my honorable mentions and rush hour is definitely on that list i love that movie it's great yeah man and, and chris tucker was in the fifth element first just so we understand that was his breakout oh, role so, so this was his first good Rerod. movie then yeah uh, <laughs> so, <There you> go, <laughs> all right guys so uh i have a bunch of honorable mentions uh chris you only you said you only have a couple what do you got yes uh my other one i was going to mention was 20 sec 20 second jump street 22 jump 22 street jump street 20 second jump street <laughs> whatever it is 22 jump street i the first one 21 jump street was great um but the sequel did that whole like what you guys were describing before in our on our talk about uh kingsman 
they just took it to another level and just i don't know i perfected the the sequel to a comedy and i really love that movie 20 22 jump street is really great and i can't wait to see what they do with the sequels that i'm sure are coming i think we're seeing a pattern there because i love 21 jump street remake yeah. and did not like 22 oh jump 23 really? was so good <laughs> man great. i mean i did no i did like it but it was yeah it wasn't as good as the first one it oh, got man. so big and wow. so silly yeah all right too. chad uh, what are your honorable mentions I, I could do like 50 of them, but yeah. I just picked five or six. So Big Trouble in Little China. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Really funny. Inner Space. I don't remember. If, I don't know if yeah. you guys remember this movie. It. Yes. No. Loved that movie Me so too. much. Just I've watched forgotten it about over it. and over and over and over. Really funny. The Golden Child. Yes. That was uh, an Eddie Murphy movie. I want the knife, please. I don't know any Just of these hilarious. movies. Well, really? you need to go get all these movies. They, they were before your time, but they're, they're worth it. And then one that's really before your time and before Chris's time, but that is also awesome, is Burt Reynolds and Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. I loved those movies. They were really great. There you go. All right. Great list. Uh, for me, uh, one that I, I put on my number three and then took it off. I just kind of moved it around a bunch of times. But Pineapple Express, I freaking love that movie. Uh, yep. So great. Uh, I have 21 and 22 Jump Street. Kick-Ass is great. Another Matthew yes. Vaughn movie. Men in Black. Shaun of the Dead. Um, and then another one I almost put on there, but it was a little more action than comedy, so I took it off. But that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I really, really love. Those are my honorable mentions. So we also had some people chiming in online. All right, so we had a few a few responses here. We had the guys at KinoCast said The Nice Guys. Alex Crawford said Midnight Run. Uh, Tyler Howitt, our, uh, the host of the Next Trek podcast, he said mm. Hot Fuzz and Rush Hour as well. Uh, I guess the, the Howitts love both of those movies. And then uh, we had I, Simon, says Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And my friend Matt Neglia at Next Best Picture, he said The World's End. So a lot of Edgar Wright love on there. We also had yep. Diane, who said Lethal Weapon, Men in Black, and Beverly Hills Cop. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. So that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, Join us next week. We will be doing our summer movie wager wrap-up. Very anxious to see how we all did. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about how the summer went, some of our favorite movies from the summer. It'll be a great time. And one of us will get to win the bet and make all the rest of the screeners watch something against their will. So uh, it'll be a great episode. Join us for that. And as always, follow us on social media. And uh, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're not enjoying what you're listening to, please don't review us. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) All right. And we will see you guys next time. Mother! And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.